This episode of United We Stand is sponsored by Bet on Brazil. Visit betonbrazil.com for the very latest odds and offers. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and stood outside Old Trafford. It's the day before the Manchester derby. Hugely um, awaited derby. Uh, I know you can say that about pretty much all derbies and I've not lost the feeling I had when I was a kid looking forward to Manchester derbies. I can remember even in 1990 being excited about a game which saw the lowest post-war crowd at Old Trafford, 40,000. That's 14,000 short of capacity. And I remember getting my ticket, it was a fiver in the main stand, ABC, I think it was C Block, and I got it to be close to City. And it was just like a bar of gold. And they had um, beaten us 5-1 earlier in the season, a game which they went on about for about 15 years. And... I wanted that ticket just to be close to the scoreboard where 4,000 City fans were. And I think I just watched, watched the fans rather than the match, which was really poor. Game played in February, terrible pitch. And I've been going a, a while, but nowhere near as long as my, my first guest, Binzy, United fan. 57 years young now. But you, you went home and away with United in the 70s. And you're, from, you're an Ardwick lad, aren't you? Yep, from Ardwick, Andy. Love United. And... Is Ardwick a red or blue area? For people who don't know them, a lot of people will. Ardwick is as close to Manchester City Centre as you can get. It's a very working class area. Or how would you describe Ardwick? You're from there. Red. Red, Andy. But, uh, th- there's blues out there, remember, Helen. Ardwick was red. It's an urban myth about there's no United fans in Manchester. It winds me up. It's not anymore because I'm sick of hearing well, it's bollocks. it. bollocks. It's not true. Correct. Absolutely Correct. Manchester, there's a few blues in Gorton, I think they're still there, you know what I mean? But Ardwick is red, Man- Manchester's red. And then um, you, you, you mentioned um, Helen, the, uh, Helen the Bell. Yeah, yeah. So she was an Ardwick girl? Yeah, and for all you blues out there, she wasn't even a Mancunian. She was from Leeds originally and moved over to Manchester. So, so, so Helen, I think she died in 2014. Yeah. Uh, she was 85. She Was she well regarded around our... Taking away the red and blue stuff, because I know she did a lot of stuff for charity around there. Was she well regarded in the Ardwick community? Or looking at, You're just looking at me <laughs> as if I'm saying to you, give some praise to a City fan. I don't even know the answer to the question. I knew Ellen Andy. Right, I well, grew up with her. She right? used to sell fruit and veg. Yeah, yeah she was all right if you, if you was a City supporter. She was quite bitter. Right. I'm telling you, she was bitter, <laughs> mate. I grew up with her. She's going to be bitter. She never won anything. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I understand that. You know but I mean? you can remember, if I'm not, given your age, yes. when United won the European Cup in 68. Yep, yep. What do you remember? I remember George getting that goal. That's what I remember. It was I was only a kid, but it was brilliant. You know what I mean? Did you like best? Oh, I loved him. Greatest player we ever had. You know what I mean? Brilliant. <laughs> The greatest player ever in the world, never mind. Why? Drive Maradona. Natural gifted. He was just brilliant, brilliant. But more than that? I mean, you, why was he so popular? I don't know. Just, just was, a brilliant footballer? Yeah, he was, and he played for United, of course. You know he wasn't a bad looking lad either. <laughs> he could have gone into movies, George, if he didn't play football. He would have done a bit in the. Nah, were, he was were, a red. Were there any clubs in Hardwick? <laughs> I remember one called Parliament years ago. Oh, that was way after George. I know it, I know it was way after. It was, a, it was a bit rum. 
Yeah, well, and it was, was very rum. There was another one called Stables across the road. That was, <laughs> I think it had sawdust on the floor. So you'd say Hardwick Fred, there must be blues from round there. Yeah, of course, Andy. Listen, of course there was, but like I said, it's an urban myth. There was more reds than blues anyway. I grew up and lived round there. There weren't too many blues, I'll tell you that now. You know what I mean? Brian Kidd once told me that he was such a proud Mancunian that if he went south of Hardwick, he'd come out in a rash. (laughs) (laughs) And now he's working for them, isn't he? But I I think Kiddo, he's a red kiddo. He he just is. Yeah, listen, did all look it. I was there the day, I was in the ground when Dennis back healed it yeah. and if you know your football stats we were already down it didn't matter if we'd have beat City 10-1 we still went down he's still a red Dennis isn't he? he never celebrated that did he once you've been in this club lad and supported this club it's more than a club in in the 70s you would have been among the more active Manchester United supporters I know you're a fully reformed character now and a citizen of the of, of this land yes what was the atmosphere like going to a Manchester derby in the 70s and 80s because there was a lot of hooliganism hostile dangerous yeah 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 I remember the, one of the first ones I went to, my, my dad took me, 86. Again, only 32,000 there at City. And he got us tickets. I must have been 13. And we walked across the forecourt at where their old souvenir shop was. Yeah. And all the black lads were selling tickets. And my dad knew a lot of them because he played football with them. They were like Moss Side, like United. And they didn't see him as United or City. Well, he wasn't City. But they saw him. As a football player. Yeah. But I remember, I was a kid, but it was like, we got tickets in the main stand. And um, I remember it was a one-all draw, but when United scored, we went up. And it was like really moody. And I was a kid. Yeah, that was the main stand. That's yeah. where, listen, City have got an You know, they had the cool cats and all that, didn't they? That's why... That was their hooligans. Yeah, but that was their... You mentioned the... When you were a kid, you were in ABC. Well, that, yeah. Well, United all used to sit in B stand. Yeah. That was our stand and the main stand. You was mean Old Trafford? B, yeah. B, okay. Down near the south. So United Julie's B, C, and D. And so you'd sit in B. And they'd sat in B stand. Yeah. And City had the main stand. Yeah. But we went in there a few times. Don't worry about that. Well, I mean, you know I, 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 I won't worry. But I remember um, the five-one September '89. The game got. It got halted because of the number of United fans in, in the, the North, North stand. stand. Were you there? Yeah, I wasn't there that day. I, no, I was somewhere else, Andy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was on holiday in Finland. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you were on holiday. I know you were on holiday. I'm not sure you had a choice about the holiday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what would Manchester be like in the 70s and 80s at night time between United and City? Did you have pubs which were United pubs and pubs which were City pubs? Did you fight? Um, or was it more the Scousers or... No, Derby Day do his thing. But when you went into town on a Friday, Saturday night, it was all United. Yeah. United. United United all over that town. I don't care. It was United. I was there. I right. was there. I can see your admiration for Manchester City is non-existent. So, <laughs> I, is there any blue? Is there any blue you would ever have liked to have seen play for United? Any? Not really, no. What one? If you had to name one, I'd say Colin Bell. Really? Yeah. Why? He was a silky... Yeah? Milk. Yeah, I'll, I'll take me red-tinted glasses off. And obviously, 
Aguero, yeah. Cap. You've he's got brilliant. To, yeah, he's a brilliant player. You know what I mean? But I'm only telling you, anyone else. <laughs> but you're not, though, because thousands of people are going to be listening to this and your no. credibility is going to be shot. Colin, Be- Colin Bell was. I didn't it? see him. I was too young. Yeah, silky. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was class. Bell. Yeah. I'll give him that. But the rest of them is not worth two bob. Um, how has the derby changed to to now? You're still going to matches. How has the the, the profile of the fans changed? Right. I think there's more like, now. There's more foreigners and day trippers. You know what I mean? Who are coming here now? Whereas in them days, it was the locals local Mancunian reds and blues now it's United has gone through the stratosphere with the the corporate stuff and the, what Ferguson done you've just got them coming in by the plane load here now you've got the most Manchester accent ever <laughs> I hope so I'm a Mancunian is it an Ardwick accent could you tell if someone was from like Droylsden or from Bury or yeah you can <laughs> yeah. you can just tell you tiny a little bit yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm from Ermston I can tell if someone's from Erlen which is one mile away but yeah. that's because that's Salford and it's over the canal yeah. but the canal's man made you can it's tell it, you can tell them they're all blues as well you know from Rochdale and Oldham and so Benny you're saying and Stockport that man, real Mancunians from the heart of the city are red correct where the city fans are from the hills correct the, the, <laughs> the farmers the boondocks if you're an American <laughs> Who's going to win this derby? Right. I don't know. It's going to be tough. <laughs> right. No you, one wants you're to going to tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. Nil. I, I don't know. It's got a draw written all over it. But no Aguero. Home advantage. The crowd get behind. Get, get behind the lads. You know what I mean? I think we can nick it. You know what I mean? One derby, finally, if you had to remember one in your time, in your 57 yeah. years as a Red. Yeah. Which you'd love to relive. Which game? 5 nil. Against City? Yeah. Yeah, the 5 November 94. Yeah. Konchelskis yeah, was brilliant. Yeah, we should have beat him about 8 nil that night. And I think that was when the 5-1 was finally put to bed that one. Yeah, that's... And, and um, United had been beaten 4-0 by Barcelona that month. Yeah. And City fans were on, were on our case about it. And a couple of years ago, I bumped into a lad called Steve Lomas who played in that game for City. He was a yeah. nice lad. And he was telling me that Mel Machin was their manager, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. Mel Machin said to them, look, I'm sick of coming here and getting battered. You know what? We're <laughs> going to take the game to them. We've got good players here. We've got Teddy Phelan, £2 million footballer, Hugh Lomas. And he went for the old team. He pumped them up with confidence. City walked out thinking, you know what? Fuck them. We're going to do them. Yeah. Lomas says, we were 3-0 down before we knew it. <laughs> we got back in the dressing room at half-time. And Machin said, right, I'm just going to have to change the formation slightly. <laughs> uh, I love the story. He tells it um, I'm, I'm very made, magnanimously. You know? I made up that he thought all that and yeah. now Machin, brilliant. Yeah. But like you said, it put the 5-1 the, the to rest. So. But, but I, I love the fact that this game's just going to happen. I'm excited just thinking about it. And I don't get that way thinking about United against Bournemouth. And I miss Leeds, for example. I'd love them to be back up. Yeah, it, yeah. It excites me. And a lot of these games, they, they don't deliver. They, they disappoint. But the, the anticipation in the days before is just magnificent. Yeah, well, you've got Pep Guardiola and we've He's got... Brilliant. He's brilliant. Jose Mourinho. Yeah. yeah. So is he. A little town in the northwest, or city in the northwest of England, we've got the two greatest managers in the world. One of them is managing the biggest club in the world. The other one is trying to be a big club. So there you go. Thank you for your time. 
It's seven o'clock in the morning on Derby Day. I'm stood outside Old Trafford. It's quite a damp Manchester morning. There's people outside here already, even though there's five and a half hours to kick off. And with Daniel, who runs the MCFC Just Saying group, which is on Facebook. He's got a lot of diehard Manchester City fans on there. We go home and away. Daniel does as well. How are you feeling about the game today? Yeah, Derby Day, I'm always nervous. Um, but... Uh... I'm, I'm fairly confident, but I I'm not too confident. Um, I think it's going to be a tight one, um, and it it's could be you've got like a goal live away. You go home and away with City. Yeah. How, how's the culture changed over the last couple of years since you've become very successful? Um, for me, it's it's not. Um, I mean, you you've got your uh, as United know, you've got your your fans, your new fans, and um, people who like to join on the bandwagon and stuff but the hardcore um, who, who go home and away have been doing this f since the 80s 70s even um, so at the uh, games and things like that it's exactly the same there's no um, we must win this we must win that we just all go for like just normal like go for a laugh go for a drink um, so in that respect I don't think much has changed is there any tension between the new new the supporters and the existing lads or not? Not really. Um, not really. Not the, like the, the proper fans. I mean, you, on, online you you get a few uh, nasty comments about um, two thousand and eight fans and things like that. Um, but uh, in the main, uh, I think it, it's fine. The thing is, with with, with the away following, uh, they've all been going for years, and you've you've got this loyalty point system. So people just can't turn up at, in 2008 and start demanding to go to every game because th there's a system in place to to stop that. So um, the, all the hardcore that used to go back in when we were rubbish uh, are all still going today. What's it like as a blue coming to Old Trafford? Um, nerve football wise, nerve wracking. Um, Do you but, look forward to it though? Um, yeah, it's like a it's like a nervous a nervous excitement. Um, it's a lot better nowadays because we've got half a chance of getting something. But back in the day, like in the nineties, um, it was the worst day of the year for me. What are your best memories from a derby, and what are your worst? Um, my best was obviously the six-one. What, what happened um, there? I can't remember that yeah, one. I didn't think, yeah, I didn't think you would do it. Um, and then the worst was probably... Uh, now, I went to the 5-0 yeah. uh, where Kinchelskis... Talk um, about that for four, four or five, no, I won't be 45 minutes. <laughs> but the worst one, even worse than that, was the uh, Michael Owen 4-3. That yeah. was... Because uh, we were still celebrating Bellamy's screamer, thinking that we got a point. And then, um, for some reason, they added on 70 minutes of injury time. And, uh, oh, and then Owen got that goal. It was just one of them moments where you have a laugh or you cried. And I just stood up and laughed, so... Just typical city. What do you do when you get the ticket and it's got that wonderful Manchester United club sign on it? Where do you put that? Does that have pride of place in your no, house? Uh, I was saying before, um, when I get the ticket, it comes through the post. I have to give it to my mate, um, <laughs> and he he gives it me on the morning of the game because I just want to have the badge in my house. How are you feeling about this season? And do you think it's going to be United and City? Um, it's good, yeah. Well, if anyone finishes above either of us, then they're definitely going to win the league. Let's put it that way. Um, but. I think um, it will be us, but I don't think it's going to go all the way to the end. Um, at some point, one of them's, one of the teams is going to go, and I, I'm well. Touch world, I hope it's, I hope it's City. I think it's going to be City, um, but just, we just never know with this league. How do you feel about Guardiola? Um, uh, brilliant, best. Well, compared to Pellegrini, who couldn't organise. Well, uh, uh, a drink in a brewery. You, City fans don't rate him, Pellegrini. No, Mancini. Mancini, uh, Pep, Pep Guardiola is a, like a, a merge of both managers. Pellegr um, Mancini was too hostile, 
Um, and with, with who? With within the within the group. Okay. It was his way, and if it wasn't, then he'd kick off. Whereas Guardiola, he has his way, but he's also like an arm around the shoulder kind of guy. He'll let you know if you're doing bad. But also, if you're doing good, then he'll give you a hug, he'll give you a kiss, and he'll make you feel a million dollars. So he's exactly the kind of manager that we've needed for uh, for years. Really, he's the best manager that we've ever had, and you can see in our play the amount of changes and the difference from last year is just like massive. David Silva seems to be a form player. I watched him play for Spain twice this week. He was man of the match in, in both matches. Will he be needed because Aguero's missing? Yeah, um, Silva's well, he's my favourite player, Silva. Um, but under Pepe, um, he's started to play a little bit deeper, and it's as if he's trying to mould him into like a new Xavi, um, where he's dictating play a little bit deeper, which has been brilliant to watch. And I'm hoping that with his, he's like now turned 30, um, he, he's going to start getting into that role a little bit more, and it might even like prolong his career slightly in that role. Um, but yeah, he is he's vital to us. But like we're not we're not like one of the Year, a couple of years ago, we'd be relying on Aguero, Silva, and maybe one other. Um, but now we've got stars throughout the team, and even if Silva and Aguero would be out, I'd still be fairly confident going into it. If you could have two United players at your club, would you take any of them? Um, Do you have a grudging respect for them? Because I can say I definitely, I definitely take De Gea. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, I'm just trying to think of your team. Um, De Gea is definitely one of them. Pogba? No. Ibrahimovic? No, too Ma- old. Martial? Martial's got quick feet, but I'm just trying to compare him to the players that we've got. Uh, Marcus Rashford, young Manchester Rashford, lad. yeah, Rashford, I'd have Rashford. Rashford's a great player. Um, Rooney's past it. Uh, I mean, Pogba's a, Pogba's a good player, but um, from what I've seen, he's a bit of a show pony. I need to see a little bit more. I don't watch Italian football, so I haven't seen him on a consistent basis. But what for, what I've seen of him, I've not. I don't think he's uh, world record uh, signing level. But uh, we'll, we'll see as the season goes on to see how uh, how good he is. Thank you for your time. I'd yeah, like to wish you all the best, but I can't do that. Yeah, you you no understand worries. why? Yeah, you know? I hope you, I hope you lose. <laughs> you probably feel the same. Yeah, but. Uh, well, I can't even say I hope you enjoyed the day because that means that you're going you're <laughs> to win. I just thank you for your time. Yeah, no worries, mate. So I've come from Old Trafford into the city centre to meet some United fans and a couple of Blues ahead of the derby. Um, the pub we were in started serving alcohol at, at 10am. Uh, the police were soon in there, checking on who's who. There were lots of police in unmarked cars. Um, they seem to know who they wanted to know and then I'm now driving on the Mancunian way towards Old Trafford I look to my right Manchester City Centre it's a quite an impressive site with cranes and substantial construction going up Manchester's in a, a building boom not the same as London which has got plans for 200 high rises but Manchester definitely the second uh, British city in terms of the growth and construction projects at, at the moment and I'm with uh, David he's a United fan and uh, it's the first time that I've met him I'm giving him a lift down to Old Trafford he's never been to Old Trafford before um, David's from Jamaica yeah I'm originally just uh, hold this David no so where what why United what brings you to Manchester why does a young Jamaican lad start following Manchester United well, it's a funny story. I was actually um, 
born in um, Manchester, Jamaica. And tell me about Manchester, Jamaica. I've never heard of it. I know there's lots of Manchesters in the United States, but is it a village? Uh, it's actually not a village. It's actually a parish. Um, so okay. it has multiple um, areas within it and stuff. But as I was saying, you know, I started supporting United because originally I'm born in Manchester, Jamaica. And when I moved to the Cayman Islands, I started getting into football. So I was under the impression that Manchester United was based in Manchester, Jamaica, but obviously as I got older and wiser, I realized that that's not the case. Um, but I fell in love with the club, you know, particularly with David Beckham, and I just continued following the club from and so on forever already. Why David Beckham? Because you shared the same name? Yeah, I share the same name, and number seven is my lucky number, and that's the day I was born, September 7th, 1994. So I just fell in love with David Beckham. And... So how do you watch United? Well, we have um, we have NBC access to NBC and the, um, the Caribbean as well as um, Flow TV as well, where you can watch a lot of games. So I either go to the local pub or I just watch it at home. And this is your first trip to, to Old Trafford. Yeah, this is my first trip, and I'm excited, man. You haven't slept. You've got a, a bus overnight from London, stopping in Birmingham. Yep, I took a bus from um, London at 12:30, went to Birmingham, changed coaches. And um, I arrived at 7.30. I'm so hyped. <laughs> We're just going past the sign saying, football match today, 12.30. Please plan your journey. Um, and that's to warn people who don't know that the Manchester Derby is going to happen. If you don't know and you're in Manchester, then there's probably something wrong with you. Um, we're just coming down past the Pomona now towards Old Trafford onto Bridgewater to Way. The road's busy. Uh, it's not a journey I normally make before a match because I'm not coming into Old Trafford this way normally. I'm starting to see fans walking maybe a mile from the ground. There's another big sign. Football match, Old Trafford today, 12.30. Plan your journey under traffic information. And the road is really, really busy. Uh, I spoke to some City fans there in the away end today, keeping their heads down, not really wearing any colours, which would be exactly the same as if it's the other way around. Um, you don't have a ticket, do you, David? Oh, not at all. Um, I've tried to get you on. I've not been able to. It's just a very hard ticket. We'll ask around at Old Trafford to see if there are any uh, available. Um, but even if you don't get one, you just want to soak up the atmosphere. Yeah, that's key. I just want to soak up the atmosphere. The fact that I'm in Manchester on a derby day, that's enough for me. That's like the best um, post-birthday present I can ever get. <laughs> And gosh, I really wish you could you could get a ticket, but as you'll appreciate, the priority goes to the people who are going to all the matches, and and it's such an in-demand ticket. I've been speaking to some of the ticket touts, and they were saying that they're going for like nine hundred pounds for a pair of tickets along along the side of the the pitch, and about six or seven hundred pounds to sit behind the goals. If I can get you on, it'll be face value. There's a culture among fans if they have a spare ticket. They help each other out for face value, but of course, everybody wants to. So there's Old Trafford. Is that the first time you've seen it? Yeah, in the in the flesh. <laughs> well, that's the stadium. That's the biggest club stadium in Britain. Seventy-six thousand seats. Um, and we're just coming round to Gun Park over towards um, Salford. So there's a stadium over there. Um, it looks more impressive from from the inside. Because it's actually in a little bit of a hollow. Oh, I see. Um, 
so when you walk in at ground level you're already some way up a stand because everyone's trying to get towards Old Trafford. Um, there's the stadium there. And it is a theatre of dreams for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great stadium. Um, when you're inside, the, the redness of it, 76,000 red seats, I think is what strikes you. The atmosphere could be better on occasion, but for a derby game, it's usually very, very good. We're now seeing souvenir stalls packed with United memorabilia, fans crossing over the Salford Road Bridge. Um, that used to be a swing bridge there, so that ships could pass through on the Manchester Ship Canal to the port of Manchester, which was the third biggest port in England at one point. This oh, is see. the Liverpool warehouse. Liverpool and Manchester have always had a love-hate relationship when it comes to <laughs> industry but no, no, no. <laughs> and, 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 and sport. And we're going to walk up towards the ground now. Thank you for your time. Give me a prediction on the game today. Oh, I'm going for a 2-1 to United. Let's hope you're right. United We Stand is sponsored by BetOnBrazil.com. It's a new betting site for all sports punters with great odds, markets and offers. Listeners to this podcast can now get a free £10 when they deposit £10 just by using the promo code UNITED10. Just visit BetOnBrazil.com and enter the promo code UNITED10 when you deposit your £10 and you get £10 for free. Sign up now at betonbrazil.com. Betonbrazil.com is for over 18s only. Betting should be fun, so please gamble responsibly. There's an hour to kick off before the Manchester derby. I'm with um, Anthony Crawler here, a world champion boxer from Manchester. As important as that for a lot of United fans is, is, is a match-going United fan. He's not someone who says he likes United. He goes United. You see him in Bruges. You see him at mad away games. The only time you don't see him is when he's got a fight coming up and, and he's training. But we're seeing him today and he has got a fight coming up. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Anthony. No, thanks for having us, Andy. Thanks for having us. So, before we talk football, tell us a bit about your fight. Yep, two weeks today. Um, after Leicester? After Leicester, yeah. So it works out. The last two games have been uh, early away games, but I mean, there's still been a load who've done the trip, uh, who've done both. But um, yeah, 24th of September, two weeks today, um, the biggest fight of my career and biggest fight of my life. Um, I can't wait for it, feeling a really good place and um, it's great the support that I'm getting. Tell us about your opponent. Jorge Linares, um, probably a future Royal Famer, freeweight world champion. And it's, um, it's a very tough fight, but it's a fight that I really deep down believe I'll have the answers for and um, I'll make sure the belts stay in Manchester and um, I win both the two new belts that are up at stake in the prestigious ring belt and WBC diamond belt. It doesn't get any bigger. I'm fighting a great fight for the greatest prizes in the sport and um, I'm very confident I'll win that fight. Where's the fight? Can you get tickets? How much are yes. tickets? Yes. Um, the, the fight is at the Manchester Arena. Um, there's some tickets left. It's, sell, it's selling fast. I think there's there's 40s, maybe some 60 quidders left. But... Um, Either obviously you can get them from the arena, you can get them online, but um, there's loads of reds. I think if you look at Stoney United on Twitter, he's been he's been selling a load, absolute loads for us. A lot of reds will be sat together. I mean, listen, that arena will be full of reds that night. I mean, there's, so, there's uh, 70 of our lot going, uh, and I mean, 
not to criticise you too strongly, but you might be responsible for some relationships. <laughs> I mean, Norwich in April, some of them lads got up at five in the morning, went to Norwich, went to your fight, got home at five o'clock the next morning. I'm not going to fight you to argue about it. Like, Mate, but, you know. Oh, unbelievable. And um, was it Steve's wedding anniversary on one of them? Or yeah. And... Um, yeah, I appreciate it. All the understanding wives and yeah. girlfriends out there. Thanks to them. <laughs> I think thanks to them as well. And I apologise to the livers of um, many of the lads who started those early, like say it was Norwich and Watford, the last few early away, so it's a long old stint. How are you feeling about this season with United? I think you you, you agree, Andy. I think anywhere look at, you know, walking down that Busby Way or, you know, whenever there's just a totally new vibe in the air and, you know, new, the atmosphere is just something we've missed the last three seasons and um, it's just exciting times again it was like even against Hull I think we never believed that we, was we never stopped believing sorry that we was going to get that goal and um, we've heard the same it was the United of old we've heard so many people say but it really was and um, today this derby I know we had good results in the derby last year but I think this is the most anticipated derby certainly with the managers and um, the spending over the summer that there's, there's been in a good few years now Manchester's famous for football, for music, but it's a great boxing city as well. Tell me about some of the great boxers. I mean, we've read books by Brian Hughes, the trainer, yes. and people like, like that, but going back to the 1930s, it's uh, a city which had world champion boxers. Uh, it, it goes way back, It's um, and it's always been a fight city, I think. Why? Manchester's, I think... It's a hard it's city. It's a very hard city, a working-class city in most parts. And, uh, and Liverpool as well? And top, yeah, Liverpool as well. You know... Um, similar cities in that way working cities and um, it's just for me it's um, I think it's how we're bred up here it's how we're bred up here and there's a lot of great gyms and success breeds success so you look and, and when being I, British as well because Spain doesn't tend to produce no, or Italy doesn't tend to produce but then they don't tend to go to war like no, Britain does is it in the psyche I, I, I think that's a great point and it's you know tradition of We've always been we're known as a fighting country, as um, and it's just for me, it's it's sort of like you say, people look up to the greats of British boxing. For me, I grew up going to the arena, obviously watching your Ricky Attenge, Michael Brodies, who was a red, um, and some of the greats of British boxing, Joe Calzaga, Nazim Ahmed, and and you aspire to to be in their position one day, to be in world title fights at that same arena. So I think I think that's something that we've been very fortunate for Manchester. And boxing lends itself to wonderful literature. Two of the best books I've ever read have been about boxing: The Fight yeah. by Norman Mailer, yes, um, and When We Were Kings as well. Yeah. About the rumble in, yeah. in the jungle was brilliant. And then in 2000, I read a book called In the Red Corner about a Cuban heavyweight called Felix Savon, who was oh. three-time world champion. And I went to Cuba. And I went to his gym. Really? And I walked into the gym and all these lads are sparring. And I said I've come from Manchester, England. Yeah. And they didn't have any, no Americans were allowed to go there. Yes, yeah. And I just sat there for an hour just watching them spar. Yeah. And these lads, they couldn't turn professional, they had to stay no. amateur. But it was just brilliant, a it's, privilege to watch them. It's, you just said then, it's, they're not allowed to turn professional over in Cuba. If they did, we'd have so many world champions from Cuba. But it's they're doing it for the love of the country. I mean, like you said, Felix Savon, I remember there was Mario Kindelin, who's a free two three-time Olympic gold medalist. And his prize for winning those medals was a Lada car or a Skoda car. 
it's um, recognition of yeah. Fidel Castro. That's it. I think <laughs> Tia, that's exactly it. Teofilo yeah. Stevenson. Yeah. He was asked. He got offered some like ten million dollars to fight Muhammad Ali back then, and he says, "I'd rather have the love of ten million Cubans um, than ten million dollars. It means nothing to me." And it's, I think, in a way, that's a great way to live your life. Um, you just said then I'll be quizzing you after this. It's Cuba. I'm hoping to get there at some point in the next six months. It's a country I really want to visit before there's you know there's changes coming around. But I'd I'd love to see what you've seen. You just go to Havana before the Americans flood it. Before yes. the, the five star hotels flood it. I yeah. stayed in an hotel and was on the 17th floor. And the reception said, "We're sorry, the there's no electricity today. So we're allowed <laughs> to get some a room." Well, you, you walk, you'd have loved it because it'd be good for your fitness, but my missus at the time wasn't that impressed. I can but, imagine. But wonderful, the, the culture and the yeah. history there. And you go into the museums and they refer to Americans as Yankee imperialists in like official government museums, but yeah. it produces great boxers and, and baseball players. Oh, so baseball's another Go there, a world champion. Go into one of them gyms. It's imagine if you just walk in and pretend you're not a boxer. Just ask yeah, if you can <laughs> Do you know what though? I don't. There's some of those Cuban kids are that talented. They might give me a good idea, and that's the truth. But yeah, it's um, for them. I think from an early age, they, they pick a sport, they practice, they practice, they practice, and uh, I think the rhythm. I think if you're Cuban, you're born with a bit of rhythm as well, aren't you? But an unbelievable nation. Like you say, you've been lucky enough to visit. I'm hoping to get there either late, later this year or early next. Hopefully, we'll speak to you again on a podcast. Put you in, in United We Stand. Um, everyone knows about, about your fight. Hopefully, there, there will be more fights. Best of luck. Hope you, you retain your belt. You're not going to final, yes. are you? Oh, I can't. I'm gutted, really, because, to be honest, I think with the you know the current situation around the world and what's going on, we didn't get the, um, the most lucrative away trips, did we? No. With, um, with the Ukraine. Ukraine and um, Turkey. I might end up going to... Um, the Ukraine. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not here for um, the Fenerbahce game, but um, I'm gutted to be missing final. That was the one I think what everyone was looking forward to, wasn't they? But being nine days before the fight, I can't do it. Finally. Um, yeah, finally. Look at him here. It's a song there. Um, I went to Venezuela for Copa America a few years ago, and it's, yes. it's really rough. It's dangerous. Yes. Yeah. So I chose my travel partners well. One was a heavyweight boxer from Belfast, and the other one was a lad from Manchester who, who boxes as well. So I thought, yeah, because I can't fight. So they came with me, but it didn't really count for much when we saw a dispute and a big silver gun pulled out. We got that to hide behind the car. It's Venezuela, yeah, it's an unbelievable. Um, You could be quick on your feet or with your fist, but there's different. Yeah, I mean, my last opponent is Valbrosa. He was feared, and I'm still not sure. The thing was, there was a strong story. Like his his wife got murdered, and it's having one of the murder capitals of the world, unfortunately. But um, I know it's it's a bit of a no-go area. So um, all the best, lad. Yep. Take thank care. you. I'm sure you have the wishes yeah. of every United fan behind you. Thank you very you. much. Really appreciate. It. If you do get, if you do, there's an hour and a half to kick off. Just quickly, Steve Armstrong. All right. How do you feel about the game today? Up there behind me, mate. Yeah. Stephen, how do you feel about the game today? Um, I mean. The away one's the one that floats my boat, as, as it probably is for most of us. Um, I've always found the Old Trafford derby a slightly more sanitised version of it, so it doesn't tend to stir it for me as much as the other one, but obviously the hype around this one, given uh, given the sort of... Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to speak here. Um, fucking nuisances. Um, the, um, yeah, the hype around the managers and also the... Um, 
obviously the new signings and the players etc etc it's like um, there's obviously a lot more riding on it in the eyes of other people so um, first big test of the season first test for the new manager and a couple of squad players it's got a lot of focus on it so I'm reasonably confident as confident as I should be um, have any City fans come past you selling the maggot? No, not not yet. No, they 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 tend to come in on buses. Yeah. Um, for which is quite strange, really, given the proximity or a supposed proximity to Manchester. But um, yeah, all their buses are becoming past. They either come from all outside Manchester or they just haven't got the balls to make their own way. Yeah, it'll be one or the other. Um, David, our Jamaican friend, um, you've seen the stadium. How are you feeling about? Latest United we Oh man, I feel so hyped, man. I'm... I feel the energy, man. I'm just thrilled to be here, man. Um, I've got some news for you. I managed to get you a ticket for the game. Oh, man. This is honestly the best gift that I've ever received, man. I really appreciate it, man. I really, really do, man. I've longed to step in front of Old Trafford in my first game. Where, to be the do we know where the ticket is, Ant? Do we know where it is? Yeah, you're behind the goal. You're with United fans. Is that all right? That is all right, man. It's all right, man. So happy, man. I'm so thrilled. Well, you might not be happy if we lose, but hopefully we're going to win. But no, seriously, as I said to you early on, um, people do each other a favour. So we've got you a ticket today. You've got to wait here. You're going to get it half an hour before kick-off. It, um, it's £700 a ticket. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's face value. Um, so I'm going to head into the ground. What's happening here? Loads of people walking past a group of United fans from Sweden with Ibrahimovic on the back. They've got a big Swedish flag. United We Stand podcast, you've come from from Sweden? Yeah, of course we are. Which city? Uh, Malmö. You're from Malmö Slatter's hometown. Yeah. Slatterland. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, what, what do you make of him when he when Zlatan signed for Manchester United? We signed, we booked these tickets. Yeah? Yeah. The week after that. Were you United fans? Yeah. Yes, yeah, for sure. For a long so you were United fans for a long time yeah. and then Zlatan signed? I've been yes. here uh, 2008 and 2010. Yeah. What's, he's had a good start to my life at Manchester United. Yeah. Is he going to be? It. Yeah. We fucking love it. Is he going to be a success for us? Oh my yes. god, he's going to win us the league. Yeah. What can I say? Yeah. Easy. So you've all got Ibrahimovic scarves, Ibrahimovic yeah. shirts. No, 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 oh, you've got Pogba. Right. Your exception. Yeah. Brilliant. Finally, quick prediction of the game today. Four Who's going to win? Four one. Four one. Start two goals. Two two and all. What? Zero. Two zero. Three one. 2-1. What, to City? No, 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 no I'm joking. <laughs> Let's hope you're all right. There's now an hour to kick off. And you've got a great advantage over me because you're listening to this and you know the result. And I can only say how I feel now and I can't predict the future. But I'm absolutely buzzing for the match. I'm giddy with excitement. I've just walked, speaking to loads of different people. Just been speaking to Barney Chilton, the editor of Red News. He feels the same as I do. Stood on some at Busby Way, speaking to people who you've seen going to the game for years, and there's a confidence and a swagger back among United supporters, and that's what happens when your football team buys well, plays well, wins matches. And about walking round across the forecourt, I've just been searched. Security is is tight, as it has been in the last couple of years at Old, Old Trafford and at other football grounds as well. I'm just now walking on the corner of East End E32 down to where the City fans are. I've not actually seen a City fan yet, apart from on one coach and obviously the ones I spoke to earlier on in this podcast. But I'm about to see Blues for the first time, I'm walking past two police horses 
and they're telling a group of men we don't want anybody loitering around here so there's there's now police everywhere it's not a clear line of police but if you were to cause trouble if i was to throw a punch now there's a policeman within four or five meters of me every every time there's a couple of plainclothes security i can hear city fans in the ground now singing park now here the city sing united ran away no they didn't um, walking past the disabled section there's united fans going in there the city fans going in there as well and mudsa run superb facility at old trafford for the disabled supporters uh, there's now a lot a lot more police um, they've all got the the small batons and i'm outside the visitor section now i've still not seen a blue there you are there's one there's my first one wearing colors and he looks like a tourist uh, so there's city fans going into their section now just to my right one two three four five there's nine police horses there's cameras everywhere there's extra security just in case if it did kick off um, people would be on it it just wouldn't be worth your while even if you were that way inclined because you're gonna get arrested and you're gonna get you're gonna get banned I'm walking past the second visitor section now there's a dog with a sign behind it which says pyrotechnic detection dogs in operation I thought it was a blag out of this advert when I first read it you can hear the click of the turnstiles now in the tunnel the Munich tunnel where the flame burns in honour of those who lost their lives and now walking continue to walk through the stand the Sir Bobby Charlton stand this is such a wonderful feeling and I just hope that Manchester United do themselves justice. I'm going to join you after the game, hopefully with a smile. Until then.